Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Art Money Success Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Brophy, and today is day five of Money Matters, Making Money Your Partner, interviews with my good friend, Beth Dana, who is the author of the series of books called Make Money Your Partner, and she is a holistic financial coach, which is really holistic. Anything is the only way I'll do anything. Um, and uh, I was very curious when I first met Beth and she told me that she was a holistic financial coach. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I know what a holistic doctor is, but anyway, you'll, you'll hear more about it. And um, I'm going to bring Beth on in just a second. Our topic today is about tools that you can use to help you better manage your money. So Beth is joining us live from the jungles of Costa Rica. Welcome, Beth. How are you today? How's the jungle today? You got any monkeys outside your window? Oh, yeah. They wake me up every morning. It's the <sighs> best alarm clock ever. That's what I love about Costa Rica okay. is the monkeys. There's, it's so cool. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember my last trip to Costa Rica, we went to some national park and the monkeys, you had to watch your backpack. They would steal food out of it. <laughs> They're clever. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are mean and some of them are sneaky and they're just like humans it's really funny um off, are we? <laughs> no i know i know but my favorite kind of monkey is like the playful ones you know the little the little kid ones where they're just they just make you laugh because they're so cute um so it's really cool that you're in costa rica and you've been there how long eight months mm -hmm. yes january 1st i arrived and landed and do you have an idea how long you're going to be there? Are you just going to stay a while? What's your what's your plan, or do you have a plan? Well, you know, it's it's. I guess uh, I don't have a plan, but somebody has a plan for me. <laughs> I'm just leaning all into it. So um, last year, I kind of got a little wake up call to come to Costa Rica, let go of all my belongings, and here I am. And so it's been a beautiful journey. Since being here, so much stuff has opened up. I kind of wondered why I was here and what I was doing here and what the journey was about. But I really leaned into it and trusted and had faith. And the great thing is, is that this work is now being brought to Costa Rica. You know, I have a gentleman in San Jose, Costa Rica, who is translating the books in Spanish now. And we're going to have the books printed here as well. And we're also teaching Yes, we're actually teaching the class now. I, I uh, uh, mentored and trained a, uh, we call Ticos or Ticas, that's the, the natives here in Costa Rica. And I, uh, I mentored and trained her to actually facilitate uh, our workshop. So we're bringing the work to the locals here, really empowering them and inspiring them. And it's beautiful. I'm actually able to run this through my nonprofit. So these are just things that have been able to open up through my relationship with money. Oh, that's so awesome. It's so great that you're doing this work, teaching people how to deal with money in Costa Rica, because I'm sure, um, you know, I mean, you're probably doing some groundbreaking work there. And um, just so my listeners know, we are doing this podcast live. And then, of course, your uh, the recording will be available on multiple channels. And um, we will take live questions for those of you who are here live. 
feel free to leave questions in the comments. Um, and our topic today is about easy tools to manage your money. And um, I wanted to talk about this because I could use a little guidance on this. And I know we're gonna talk about this in our workshop that we are teaching online called Make Money Your Partner Workshop. Um, but let's just dive right into the easy tools to manage your money. Beth, what do you uh, what what do you recommend for somebody who is new to tracking their money and all that stuff? Yeah, there are so the, the great thing is there's so many different tools out there to really support us in seeing visuals on our money and tracking our money and producing spreadsheets and reports and these sorts of things. But if somebody's just starting out, budget Excel. Excel is a great tool to use to start tracking your money and creating a budget for yourself, you know, create a tab for each month and put, a, put your, your expenses in there. And what I would recommend is, uh, you know, making a column for what expense it is, putting a date column on what date it's going to be either drafted from your account, which I, Kind of recommend doing is having it on on auto repay so you uh you know don't get late charges and these sorts of things right and then also putting like your budget amount and then putting a column for actual because a lot of times we might budget a certain amount but then there's an actual amount that actually is paid so that way you can actually track the actual amount versus the budget amount and see see where um the reconciliation is so excel is a great way to just just start um, a great tool that I use that I really like is mint mint is an app uh, uh, that you can download on your phone and that actually pops up pops up no notifications and alerts for you on when things are due because you can actually put in your when your bills are due it tracks your income it connects to your bank it connects to any of your investment accounts so if you've got those um, and it also uh, is connected to transunion so you can keep an eye on your credit score which is very lovely because you want to keep an eye on that and make sure that uh, that that's uh, on track so let's back up for a second. For people who have never tracked their expenses and their income, mm -hmm. why is it important to track it? Let's kind of go back to that because um, I know, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are just like, I don't need to track it or why would I put in the time to track it? So let's talk about that for a sec. What happens so, if you don't track it? And it, I think this kind of dovetails into something we talked about yesterday. Yeah, I guess the better the question is, why wouldn't you want to track your money? Why wouldn't you want to see where your hard-earned money is going? And being mindful that it's going into places that are aligned with where you're going and what you're up to, and that the money is growing and working for you and Absolutely. You want to be able to track your money so you know where it's going. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know where it's going, then you're not going to know where you're going. You know, without a plan, we're not going to get very far. So I just had a thought and I'm going to uh, share something I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. My husband, Drew, and I 
have this thing for wine. We love our wine and we can't drink the cheap stuff. Like the older I get, the more expensive my wine is because my palate for it just gets a little pickier every year. And at some point I was, I wasn't tracking what we were spending on wine because, you know, like we, we hit the liquor store, we walk home from work. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'll hit, there's a little market called Fred's market, just four houses down from our house, which I wish Fred's market wasn't there because it would make it a lot more (laughs) difficult, but it's so easy. We're walking home from work. We stop at Fred's market. We grab a nice bottle of wine and we take it home. And when I started looking at how much money we were spending on wine every month, I couldn't believe it. It was like more than my car payment. Did you wish you had a winery at that point? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was just like, this is crazy that what, so it's, it's really good to look at those things. On the other hand, like, you know, I'm pretty frugal with other things. You know, like I don't blow money on things um, other than wine and fine dining. But, you know, it, it just the the knowledge really helps you make better choices. Um, I'm going to take a moment yeah. and uh, I want to I want to bring up one comment with one of our live listeners. Art in action said, I drink way too much wine, too. Yeah. You know, there's a delicate balance. Um, another a uh, live listener wrote that's mint, right? Wanting to confirm the app and the tool that you like to use is mint. That's M I N T. Is that a free app? Yes, it actually Okay, is. cool. Um, it has like a little leaf. It's like a teal leaf. Okay. App. Like a mint leaf. Like a mint leaf. Mint leaf. That's why they call it mint. Okay. Um, here's a uh, question. Oh, another thing Art in Action said. I just bought your book the other day. Right. And I don't know if she's talking to me or you, but hey, thanks for buying the book. Whatever thanks. book you yeah, bought. Thanks for supporting. Um, <laughs> we're happy. And here's another question What do you use for invoicing, tracking contacts, and expenses? Like, the, is there a phone app? And Uh, If I could, I'll answer this. Um, If, you know, for a small business, gosh, the best program that, a program that works incredibly well for me is QuickBooks Online. I love, love, love it. I can use it from anywhere, um, any computer, any device, completely keeps track of all your business inflow, outflow. Um, They... I'm sure there is a phone app. I don't use it because I try not to be connected to my phone 24 hours a day. So I, I only use apps that I absolutely need. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend QuickBooks Online. And the other great thing about it is you can invoice a client, email them the invoice. They pay it through QuickBooks. It just goes directly into your bank account. You don't, you don't touch it. And uh, I mean, it's just a time saver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, QuickBooks is great. And it produces so many great reports come tax time too. So that's always really nice and makes mm-hmm. it easy. Makes it easy. And so yeah. I want to go back to your wine <laughs> comment because okay. it's, not, it's not about like getting rid of our things that we enjoy, and, you know, and depriving ourselves. And right. like some people say, eat rice and beans. No, like- 
really enjoy life or to here to be enjoying life, but be mindful, be conscious of what it is. Like if you're noticing, hey, the thoughts crossing your mind, I'm probably spending too much money on wine, then you maybe are and just take a personal reflection and just be like, okay, maybe I just need to tone it down and I can take that extra $50 or $100 that I'm spending on, on wine and I can invest it into some type of stock that's gonna get me some good rate of return, you know? Well, what it did for me was I wasn't gonna give up the wine. So what I gave up was spending too much on it because when you stop at a, a, a liquor store, you're gonna pay a lot more. So now, you know, I know that we drink wine on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. So I'll go to Costco and buy the same bottle for like, gosh, like five or eight dollars cheaper, the exact yeah. same wine. So, um, yeah, it's just little things deal. like that. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of planning ahead. Same thing with your gas. You know, if you have a Costco membership, your gas is going to be cheaper. If you're just kind of being mindful of those things. Um, the other thing is subscriptions that you don't need. Mm. I am, uh, I, I do this all the time where I'll sign up for these subscriptions of things. And next thing you know, a year's gone by, I've been paying $47 a month for this thing I never use, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just if I pay close attention to where my money's going, I'll cancel that membership three months in instead of 12 months of, you know, just save money that way for things that I don't want to spend money on. Yeah. Really looking at the memberships and subscriptions. That's a thing that I think we, gets lost in, in, a, in a lot of the, uh, cause they're so small amount and people just keep them going, but are you really using them? Cause they add up over time. And, and also something to, to think about is what works better for you paying things on a monthly base or paying things on an annual base. Yes. You're paying the big chunk all at one time, but also think about sometimes there's a savings there if you're buying it annually. Um, and also the fact that you're buying it and it's done for the year. So it's it's like less that you're needing to actually track and, and that money can actually be going towards something else that yeah. could be growing and stretching. So looking at those little, little things too. Because sometimes when we end up looking at, you know, there's 10 memberships or subscriptions on your day, on your monthly budget, that could be, that could look like a lot of stuff's going on and a lot of things to manage. It could feel yeah. heavy. It could feel like the energy around it. Right. So well, and, and asking yourself, is this an investment? Because there are some memberships like right now I'm in a, I'm in a mastermind group. That's really helping me to up level and it's a thousand dollars a month. That's a lot of money. Um, and I'm going to continue doing it as long as I'm getting benefit out of it. It's an investment in my business. Their coaching and the mastermind is helping me increase my overall monthly sales. If it wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be paying that. So really, Wayne, is this an investment or is this kind of an expense that isn't uh, important to me in any way? Yeah. Yeah, does it bring me value? Yeah. Personal um, development is like the best thing we can ever invest in. Right, things that make a difference. Like, uh, and, and I never skimp on personal development. And I think that's why I'm able to grow my business. Every year or two, I make like a giant leap because I work with coaches. 
I take courses. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, in 2000, I think it was, two, yeah, 2016, I kind of did something a little crazy. I spent $7,000. I put it on a credit card. At the time, I did not have any money for this. I took this course that the promise of the course was how to become a high-level consultant for your clients. And what I thought I was going to get out of the course was um, being able to charge a lot more for Drew's services as an artist to our commercial clients, right? And I got every penny and a ton more out of that course. I put it on a credit card. I did not tell my husband how much I spent on it. He would have killed me. Um, I told him like a year later. I finally told him a year later. But three months after I took that course, I got we got an opportunity from a giant client. And I charged, I mean, like five times what I would have normally charged mm -hmm. and I got it. And the reason was because of what I learned from that class, how to like propose things, how to position yourself as a high level provider and all that stuff. And that particular client up leveled our business. They ended up being a client ongoing for a couple of years and they took us from, oh my gosh, they just took us to a whole nother level of business so anyway, my point is um, I got my money's worth out of that course and and I uh, I still use what I learn from that course every day. Like this morning, I put a proposal together for a very large deal mm -hmm. and everything I learned in that course went into that proposal and I'm pretty confident I'm going to get it. Yeah. So um, I don't That's know why great. I went off on that tangent, but I just well, wanted to the, share that. Yeah, it's the importance of, of valuing and in, in investing in ourselves and right. these these workshops and uh, masterminds and things like this, because, you know, we're in front of different people that are just going to stimulate other facets of our, our being, right, in our brain and just really stretch us and grow us. Well, because we don't know what we don't know. And the things that I learned in that course, I not only did I not know, I didn't know what I needed to know that there was even something to know <laughs> that I wasn't even aware of. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, it, it's just really amazing. But um, and I, I love, you know, I want to bring back something we talked about yesterday. Just briefly, we talked about we, we touched on how important it is to make, uh, spend consciously, spend your money consciously rather than unconsciously. So mm -hmm. unconsciously, uh, uh, unconsciously is like everybody else telling you where to spend your money and you're not paying attention to the details. So you're blowing money rather than putting money away or investing where you should. Um, and I'm going to think of it, you know, I'm going to share an example, a personal example I, I have an addiction to Instagram and I can't tell you how many things I've bought off of Instagram, not just clothes, not just uh, body products. I bought flashlights. I've bought like 
things that I just need, I didn't even know existed. And I realized that that was unconscious spending because it was so impulsive. Mm -hmm. And I have all these things that I don't really need. Mm -hmm. So I've really um, pulled back on that. And instead of, you know, a lot of these things are just 30 bucks or 50 bucks. Um, But that's money that could have gone into a savings account, investment account or whatever. So uh, I just love this idea of of just being more conscious with your spending. Yeah. And look, the media and the advertisers know exactly how to get you to buy that $30 flashlight. Right. (laughs) You probably didn't need another flashlight, but Mm -hmm. man, the way they marketed and sold that. And so just the consumerism of, of, of it all. Yeah, just really, yeah, being more mindful and thinking, do I really need this? Yeah. So let's talk for a moment about our workshop. And um, because we have a lot of people here on live, and please ask questions in the comments if you're here live. Our workshop, you can click the link in the description of this video and this podcast, and you can read about the workshop in detail. But let's just touch on it. Um, I'll just start with saying, it's designed to help you transform your relationship with money from the inside out. And Beth, do you want to just add like three key points to that? Yeah. So we're first going to go through the, the the mindset and the behaviors around money and the limiting beliefs around money, because that's really important to start getting to the to the root. So we're really going to uh, touch touch on that. Um, in the very, very beginning of the, the workshop. And then we actually then go into, uh, like we spoke about here in our five days, the money allocations. And we're actually going to be doing, because this is all, you know, action work, right? So we're actually going to be going in and calculating where are you currently at, getting getting in touch with the emotions with your money and where you're at. So you can really um, get connected with your finances and money, and then also uh, your future and what that looks like, and really tapping into uh, that 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 dream life that you're wanting. And Costa Rica Wi-Fi. And so you can really start again. Your yeah. your voice cut out. Okay. The jungle. Oh. That jungle. I know. So I think the monkeys are messing with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're going to look at mindset. We're going to look at your your current financial uh, position, get in touch with that on an emotional level, uh, seeing what's working, what's not working. What do you get to do different moving forward? We're going to get to look at your um, the foundation of like moving forward. What does this look like for the future of, of what you're needing and what you're wanting to create in your life and really making that that. Uh, um, alignment between where you're at and where you want to go. So you can have the, the correct and proper steps that you can take action when you leave the workshop. Okay. And then there are formulas and we briefly touched on this on a pot on, uh, our podcast from a couple days ago. So there is a formula of how much money, like a percentage of money that should be allocated to your rent, to your savings and so forth. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I want to touch on this idea that if you change the way you think about money, change the way you see it, that you can change 
how much you have. And I really, you know, I want to talk about this because I remember when I first heard this concept years ago, growing up poor, having a very poor money mindset, um, money was always a struggle. I never had enough. Even when I did, I never felt like I had enough because that was part of my mindset. And what you feel is what's real. Um, I was skeptical. I was skeptical that if you make a shift in your perspective, that it's going to make a shift in your bank account. I was so skeptical of that. Um, but I was curious enough, and I'm always like this with everything I'm skeptical about, I'm still curious. So I still go, you know, I want to, I want to prove this wrong, right? Um, but I was curious enough to start digging into this idea. And I did start transforming, transforming my money mindset. Um First, it started with a book I read many, many years ago. Then I coached with my friend Tish Ambrose. Um, I did like a year-long coaching program with her. And we it, it was really like an overall uh, life coaching. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the mindset, we focused on the money thing because the money thing was a big thing for me. Um, and that was when I really started seeing things change for myself and my husband and um, what I started doing to, to help myself change the way I looked at money and the way I felt about it, like money was always like a foe, not a friend. So I turned that around. And even though at the time I was kind of broke, I would always say, it's a good thing I'm rich. And I just started having fun with it. Mm -hmm. I started, you know, like I needed new tires on our van. And I was like, oh my God. You know, my first reaction was, this is going to be a lot of money. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to have fun with this. It's a good thing I'm rich. And it's really amazing when you just start changing the way you think about things, the way you say things to yourself. It's kind of a snowball effect. And everything else starts to transform. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, because the languaging is so important, how we're speaking about things. Um, is it coming from lack and fear or is it coming from abundance and joy, you know, even even in the energy? Because here's the thing. I know there's a lot of folks like you can do your affirmations and say your affirmations, mm -hmm. but they're not feeling energetically like in alignment with that. So it's not just about saying all these beautiful affirmations. It's really being in the in the in the match of the feeling also on um, you know, embodying what abundance feels like. And so you know, this work that we're doing is, yes, it's shifting the mindset along with your languaging and, and how you're speaking. And also, you know, how are you feeling uh, when you need to get new tires, you know? Right, and, um, and, and then maybe being appreciative. So here's a question. Um, one of our live listeners, Holly Shively, asked, that's the thing with me. I wonder if a lot of creative people struggle with rationalizing purchases. Is um, is it a real purchase that benefits you or are you rationalizing something frivolous? So this is great because I have this question in my mind a lot as well. Like, um, I wonder, okay, is the, you know, I want to buy this thing, whatever it is. Do I really need it? Is it going to benefit my life? 
is buying it going to make my life better mm-hmm. or am I just rationalizing it? Yeah. I want to um, share something with you that a, a purchase that I made that seemed frivolous, but it was a giant shift in my money mindset. I like a, it gave me another shift and this wasn't that long ago. It's like a year ago. I, my sister came to visit and she's all about the expensive clothes and handbags. She's a luxury brand snob. And, um, and it's so funny because I mean, we grew up in the same poor household, but she always was into fashion and I wasn't, and I'm still not. Um, so she came to visit and she looked at my purse and I always bought my purses at Target. I'd buy a $30 handbag at Target, right? She goes, oh my God, where did you get that purse? I said, what? It's, it's, I've got it at Target. She said, you buy your purses at Target? I said, yeah, it's only 30 bucks. Like, isn't that a good deal? She goes, oh my God. She smacks her forehead with her hand. And she goes, we got to do something about this. So she takes me to this local uh, consignment store where they sell used, gently used luxury items. And she picks out this handbag for me that originally was like $600. And in the consignment store, it was $130. And she said, you need to get that. And I said, what? I've never spent $130 on a handbag in my life. Mm -hmm. And she said, look, Maria, just do it. And I said, okay. So I paid the $130. And I mean, within two hours, I was a transformed woman. I was like, whoa, so this is what you get when you spend this much? Wow, this is like really nice. It looks good. I feel great. And it's like quality, you know, because those Target purses, they look good on day one, but by day 20, it's like raggy, right? Um, But the reason that transformed my money mindset even more is because it made me appreciate the value and the that goes into a luxury item. Now, I'm not going to go around and spend a thousand dollars on a coach purse because that's just not me. I'm not in a fashion, but now I understand why people do it. And um, it's like I think I always I think deep down inside I always felt like I didn't deserve a nice handbag. I think that's what it went. I think when you dig through all the layers, that's what it was. And so now I am treating myself a little more with things and telling myself I do deserve nice things. I work, I work for my money. I work, you know, I put a lot into what I do and I should have something nice. Yeah. I think that's, well, it's great. Again, it goes back to bringing value, you know, does it bring you value? And that's, it's just, it's being, having an honest conversation with yourself and where it's coming from is, is the purchase because I feel good in a good way or is it filling a void or am I getting it because, you know, um, it, keeping up with the Joneses, like I'll, I'll have this appearance about myself, just being mindful of, of what it is. Yeah. 
where is it coming from? Yeah. So Johnny Spa, who signed up for our workshop, by the way, thank you. John, I call him Johnny Spa. His real name is Alex. Alex, um, we're really glad you're going to be in the workshop. So um, Johnny wrote, conceptually, I get the ideas, but feeling it and owning it is challenging for me. Also doing that dance with my wife as she handles most of the family bills. Yeah, the dance with your spouse. Um, yeah. Ooh, it, have her come yeah. to the workshop too. You should both. Right, you, yes. Alex, have your wife yes. do the workshop with you and um, take the courses with you and do, yeah, absolutely, because... Spouses have to be on the same page. Um, I want to do a shout out to another live listener who is uh, Steve Yanunza. Hey, Steve. I love seeing like local San Clementians on here. I've known cool. Steve since I moved to San Clemente 24 years ago. So good to see you. Thanks for being here. Um, okay, so we are going to wrap this up. Well, um, I want to say something really yeah. quickly back back to the spouses because it, okay. for, for those of you who are in a relationship right now, I invite you to both do the workshop. And the thing is, is because you're you both have different visions for things, which is great, and you both have ways of doing things. And then how beautiful to come back, come after the workshop together, bringing your notes together, sharing with each other how you're feeling, what's opened up for you, share the share each other's experience and your notes and your visions for where you want to go. And you can create this beautiful alignment together moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be on the same page. You can't have a marriage where you're both like in two totally different places with money. I mean, you can, but it's, you know, going to cause problems. So, um, well, so yeah, if you're interested in the workshop, click the link in the description of this um, broadcast and you can have instant access. The second you sign up, you get access to the download worksheets that will help you get clear on where you are and where you want to be. And of course, we're going to walk through that in the workshop. Thank you all for being here. And Beth, Thank you. you so much for being here. This has here been so much us. fun. Thank you. Thank it you. Is. Thank I you. love talking about this stuff. I yeah. love it. Because, I mean, money's important. Look, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where you didn't need money? Yes. But we're not in that world yet. We still need money to eat, clothe, house, all that stuff. So while we're living that reality, why not have a super healthy relationship with your money and have a conscious, make conscious decisions with where it's going. Um, yeah, why not, right? So anyway, uh, Make Money Your Partner is the name of the workshop. Join us. And I hope you all enjoyed this. And thank you, Beth. I'll see you later. Be careful in the jungle. Will do. Absolutely. Bye for now. Ciao.